Happy Aloha Friday, everyone, and welcome to My Ties at Sunset. I'm Ty. I'm Mai. I set the intention that we are going to have a lot of laughs and share a lot of positivity today. Hope you laugh too. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely want you to laugh. Laugh at us, laugh with us, whatever comes up. <laughs> uh, this week has been a little bit uh, more docile, I would say. Not as exciting mm-hmm. yet. I believe this weekend is going to be a little bit more crazy just because things are starting to move yeah. quicker. Um, school starting actually not in less than a month from now down here in Texas. And, uh, and you know, and more things are starting to kind of speed back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the electricity coming out in a couple weeks. That's exciting. Water and sewers coming in this next is Monday. for your new little tiny house on your family That's land right. that you guys, your compound, everybody's come together. That's really yep. um, special that you love your family that much to go live with them all on the same plot of land. <laughs> well, there's a lot of space. There's a lot of space <laughs> in between the homes. Um, there's a pond. There's a bigger pond in the back. There's going to be plenty of room to run around. So, as I promised, I did ride in the bucket of the tractor. Mm-hmm. So, this is not inside the cab, but I actually was lifted up and I chopped down some tree limbs and I cut off maybe about 20 feet of the tree. You know, I did what you said, like, make sure you pull the, the branch away from the home. Yeah. These branches were quite quite big. And unfortunately, some of the video, I did get a lot of shots of my butt. So, um that will probably be needed to, needed to edit out. And then I was so hot, too. Um, I was sweating bullets because it's been drying up yeah. quite a bit here. It rains, like, every so often. But it's funny because Houston has so many different cities, like, surrounding it that creates Houston. But it's been raining at different cities lately and not just, like, all of Houston. And so you'll hear, like, oh, it was sunny on this side. But then it was flooding over here. So... The, the weather's been really weird, but mm-hmm. we've been dealing with it. Uh, I'm really happy things have dried up. Uh, Sky, unfortunately, did a drive-by, like, escargot meal. Uh-huh. She picked up a couple snails and started crunching on them. Yeah. So I know that she likes snails uh-huh. quite a bit. My mom was saying, like, the other day she was in the backyard and watching her, and there was, like, something dark on the fence. Mm-hmm. And the next thing my mom knew is like Sky ran by, grabbed it off the fence and ate it. So whatever it was that was on the fence yeah. was like a free meal, like a to-go meal yeah. for Sky. <laughs> she has uh, tripled mm-hmm. in size. So she's quite bigger and heavier. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's ready to be set loose on the land. She's chipped. She's getting an electric fence collar. And so... Is she, can you lift her? I can lift her. Um, she's not as heavy as like... You know, Ginger. Ginger's not heavy. Okay. Well, Ginger used to be at over 40 pounds. No, no, she was never that big. She's like 25, what? 25, 30 pounds. Really? She looks max. bigger than that. It's her long legs. She just has long oh. legs. Excuse me. Yeah. She's a sexy little you know fox terrier of? mix. Yes. Fox terrier mix. I was thinking about your dogs and how you said they're all named after strippers. Mm-hmm. I was thinking your next dog should be named like Dakota. Dakota. <laughs> what is it? Mahogany. I'm trying to think of all the like stripper names I've encountered in my life. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll think about it. Um, I just found something Dazzle. interesting. You <laughs> dazzle. You remember <laughs> glitter? Razzle. <laughs> um, glitter. You remember when Star. we were we were talking about poltergeist and yeah. how mm-hmm. I thought that the premise of that movie was not real. And then 
just so funny. I was listening to these horror story movies like you were watching something today. And you I was just, watching American Horror Stories. American Horror Stories and only in the daytime. I I only watch like all my ghost hunter shows. I, I usually only watch those in the daytime too. I can't watch this at night. Scary. <laughs> Scary at night. <laughs> but um, the poltergeist thing which I thought was silly premise but I just found came across the story that in Houston in Crosby Texas Crosby Crosby yep Crosby Newport subdivision or something that is an entire subdivision built over a cemetery awesome I'm so glad I don't live there it's so it's like so weird Houston Texas you could actually go there but all those houses there's a lot of houses in that subdivision built over something called Black Hope Cemetery. And like the last bodies were a paint, uh, burial was only in the 30s. Oh, dear. So they're kind of they should know, you know, that's less just I, I less than 100 this. years. I hate to say this, but sometimes like driving around and looking at cemeteries in Houston, they do have the best real estate. Mm hmm. I mean, just location, location, location. Yes. I don't know if they disclose that to the um, people who bought homes there. Apparently in the story that I read where there was a couple or there's several families, I think, that might have sued. um, They they said they were never um, told by the developer that their homes were built over. So just like um, we talked about in a couple episodes back about... um, flooded cemeteries to turn them into lakes i mean prime real estate it's true location 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 so i mean it's you gotta you gotta ask i guess you gotta know you gotta do the research before you spend whatever money you're gonna spend unless it doesn't bother you right i mean i guess if it doesn't but if you have like some kind of like supernatural encounters i would imagine that that would be something that would be bothersome ghosts are just people let's just remember ghosts are just people and if you're nice to them i'm sure they'll be nice to you you just got to share your house well i don't know about that because american horror story the first one about murder house and there was a revisit back to the murder house Mm -hmm. in the first episode um the ghosts actually kill you so you stay there that that actually is a thing in the ghost community that there is some kind of it's like okay so I know a few people who they they talk with ghosts and they have these kind of things and they help them to move on but they have been told multiple times that something told them that they need to take somebody else's life so that they could move on it was like a light a soul for a soul oh and that's actually something that I've heard from multiple people um, who kind of are in that field, uh, like psychics and I guess psychics, um, that they've, and it's not in just Hawaii, it's like around the world that they've encountered that same information that it's a soul for a soul so that you can move on. Now, this is so if I could just say anything for anybody, you know, just remember as a living person, that's not true. The only reason that you're trapped there is because you're deciding to be trapped there, you know. Huh. You can always move on. Well, these American horror stories are actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first two episodes are like one whole story, and the second one was like quite decent. I think that, you know, you should check it out. Mm-hmm. It's on 
Hulu, I believe. Okay. I just found yeah, out so I have, you have Hulu. a Hulu subscription. I didn't know. My brother actually pays for Hulu. We kind of have this thing. Like, I do Amazon. My mom does Netflix. My brother does Hulu, right. Disney, ESPN, that bundle. I also do uh-huh. HBO and um, YouTube TV. YouTube TV has been sucking kind of on and off, you know. Is it? They, some of the, like, NBC right now, the Olympics are on, and it's frozen. Can't even, oh, no. Can't even watch it. It's kind of... My mom is, like, really stoked about the Olympics starting. I know the growing trend is on on every social media is about their, their kind of bedrooms that they're set up with. I don't know if you've seen that, but their beds are made out of cardboard. Oh, wow. There's, like, this whole art movement where they make furniture out of cardboard. Right. So they did that to kind of be more sustainable because at the in the end, mm-hmm. you know, the Olympic Village is going to get torn down or used for something else. And they yeah. have to take all those beds out. But it was interesting. They have um, styrofoam or like kind of like a foam mm-hmm. and it has different numbers on it and it's a different type of level of softness. Okay. So they have like 80, 100, 120, 140. And you could change the softness of the bed versus... And that was like kind of their mattress. And then they had another mattress topper on top of it. It was very weird. I watched this whole thing on introduction it. by That's really by neat, the though. US volleyball women or women's volleyball team and they were showing how strong the beds are because they were saying the beds were made out of cardboard to deter the athletes from having sex with one another. Oh. Well, there That was the whole reason. And I was like, I don't I don't think so. I think people will be creative in some way. It's weird that the Olympic Village, like all of the country's athletes, like all stayed together. Mm-hmm. I was like, there is some promiscuity going on up in here. And <laughs> here. I've yeah. heard I've heard stories like that all the time. Um, but I know yeah, that I think crazy. the big stories coming out of the Olympics is how many people are how many of these athletes who go in vaccinated are coming down with COVID anyway. Mm-hmm. And then they're losing their place to compete. I know. Doesn't that suck? Like, that's your whole, like, dream is to go to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. You get to the Olympics and then you get, you have to withdraw because you, you've get, you've gotten COVID. And but you you're not going to have any fans there or anything. I was like, how quiet. Yeah. And how, like, you know, usually fans make the difference, mm-hmm. right? If you imagine, like, 30,000 people cheering you on, even the opening ceremonies, like, yeah. the fans make a difference. And... I was kind of disappointed um, to hear that, you know, one of the alternates for the U.S. gymnastics team, the women's team, I was really happy it wasn't Simone Biles or any of the main people who were going because they're so talented. Mm -hmm. But I was really sad to hear that one of the alternates uh, came down with COVID. And, you know, back in the day, they would have competed if they had a cold, a flu. Oh, absolutely. Fever. It wouldn't have mattered. They would have fought through it. But for some Mm -hmm. reason, you know, COVID is... Different. It's a different ball game, and there are rules, and the rules are there for a reason. It's because people actually die from this one. I mean, they die from the well, flu too. I don't. I don't know. It's interesting to see like there are countries being represented that don't have the vaccine yet currently available to their country, mm-hmm. but their athletes all have it. So hopefully, this also spurs some kind of movement where to bring the vaccine. I know that in South Africa, um, Pfizer is going to be producing. A vac- the vaccine in South South Africa to distribute only to the African continent. Okay. Which I think was really great to hear. Yeah. That was kind of cool, a little tidbit, because I was just like, oh, I didn't even know they didn't have the vaccine yet. 
Well, I don't. Everybody's been paying these companies a lot of money. They're not doing it for free. Yeah. So they have the funds to go to these other countries, and they should be. I mean, it's it's a global pandemic. It's not just right. one country. Everybody's at risk. Everybody's at risk. Even though my parents have the vaccine, it's still they're still high risk. Doesn't matter. You get it, you still feel like shit. Yeah, I mean, you it's could like- get other things, pneumonia. An infection, you can get sepsis, whatever. Yeah, I think there are a lot of things like viruses, flus, and colds that anybody can still get all the time. And school coming back into session around the Mm. country, we all know that kids, they carry things and it will come back home to their families. And so everybody, you got to do your best to, you know, try and prevent. You know, keep yourself healthy, keep your children healthy as best you can, because here we go. Country's opening back up and it's unfortunately our kids are on the front line. Yeah, I'm I know our threat level went up and I know that people are worried about shortages again and, and things like that. I, I know GM stopped making big trucks because they don't have any more chips. Mm-hmm. So why make them? Because you can't ship them. Yeah. You can't drive them. It's interesting um, when these manufacturers, they don't have all the components and these these smart chips that are in kind of everything from toaster ovens to cars and everything in between, who can afford to buy them if nobody's working? I agree. Why? I mean, inflation. The classic, I'm going to tell you something. So back in the day, an economist was talking to me very much into finance and everything, how trends are, supply and demand. We said the number one thing you can tell if the economy is doing good is if men's underwear is selling well. Hmm. Because most men will not buy new underwear if the economy is not doing well. Mm-hmm. Because they have no reason to replace it. But if it's doing well, they will they replace will throw away underwear. their old undies. Yep. So because men I mean women women we're more likely to buy Loads of underwear, Victoria's Secret, Tommy John, all those places. Right? Every time you go out, you walk yeah. a pair and you're like, I, mean, I if, need these. <laughs> yeah, or Victoria's Secret gives you a free coupon to get some, mm-hmm. you know? But they're saying men, on the other hand, they will not replace it unless they really need it. Huh. Or they're making good money. So if you think about that. So we need but to like here's another thing. ask different men? I don't think so. I think this is like a common thing because they really don't, they don't wear it for like... Fashion? fashion purposes <laughs> they wear it for comfort and cooling purposes one thing i also noticed that there is massive inflation and also the fear of supplies running out is that women's feminine products have increased by at least 30 to 50 percent in price they have i didn't think about that but i so literally just bought at, something and it was like three dollars more than it used to be yes so something that i usually buy Five dollars more plus tax. Yeah, a lot of yeah, those are like basic necessities for women that you and, need. You know, half the population, fifty percent. The funny thing is, I was talking to my brother about like inflation and stuff, and I go, I have noticed mass inflation and markup when it comes to feminine products. And he goes, well, I know nothing about that, so I don't know what you're talking about. And I go, well, you're about to find out because you have three kids, and they're all within a certain age range yeah, you know, of each other. So eventually, every month, yeah, you're going to have to purchase these items for not just one, 
but four women in your household, possibly five. I have a in friend. In the future, because if he has another kid. Um, he's, uh, okay, well, he has uh, two daughters. He's single. Um, and this was a long time ago when they, I mean, he's he was divorced from his wife, but he would say every time that his he had, you know, the week with his daughters, he said he would go through, like, all of his toilet paper when his daughters yep. were there. But when it was just him, it would be like the one roll would last forever. The girls are different. <laughs> We actually take care of ourselves and wipe. Wipe. Yep. And it's not, and toilet paper is so versatile because it's usually one of the cheaper paper products that you have in your house. You know, you use it for like your face care and taking off your makeup and I grab it and I'll put the thing, the acetone on it, take off my nail polish. I mean, it's just multi-purpose. So girls, we've learned to use it for everything. Well, I'm not going to lie. We panic bought, panic bought this week. This last weekend, my mom and I bought paper towels, water, mm-hmm. and um, well, I say get it, detergent. get it now. You know, if you have the room to store it, because yeah, oh, it yeah. is hurricane season, and it's not for like, both of us. Yeah, for both of us. So I'm just really glad the weather has just spun around 180. It was gray really? and gray and gray and cloudy, and then today it is blue skies. It's absolutely beautiful. Huh. So I guess that storm system that was, I thought it turned into a hurricane and then maybe it finally broke apart. Felicia. She's gone now. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Wait, Felicia. Last year there was a Felicia too. So I'm surprised that they just ran through it again. It depends, right? Oh, but the you know what? You're, you're are... the typhoon. Yeah. Because on the East Coast versus the West Coast, there are different names. Yeah. Different names for different places. Depends on where it formed. And they have the A to Z list, right? So yep. it goes and down they start the list. Over. Starts over. I know. There's I don't, never been like a Hurricane Ty or Hurricane Mai before. I haven't heard of Zelda either. Typhoon Mai. Oh, that would be that terrible. Sounds, that sounds intimidating. Hey, uh, my guess what? My brother thought he wasn't going to get any offers for his old house. Uh huh. He got 50 offers in one day. <gasps> oh, but a lot of them were goodness. sketchy. They were going to pay over a hundred thousand dollars over asking price. Uh-huh. But if the appraisal didn't come back, they would take it for the sole selling price. Mm-hmm. It was very like weird verbiage. It was very sneaky, he said. So he wasn't going to go for any ones that were like outrageous offers. Were they all in-person kind of offers? Um, Yeah, pretty much. I think for the realtor on the open house. So in Hawaii, in. we've had a lot of purchases happening sight unseen. Yeah. Because it's a lot like, in fact, I have my own family, my cousin, she bought a house sight unseen on the big island. Really? Yeah. Now, okay, luckily my aunt is a realtor. So she went over there. She made sure. She flew over there. Well, she lives, my aunt lives there. My aunt lives on the big island. Oh, okay. And she's a realtor. So she went to go scope it out. And she was like, I'm going to make sure that. You're gonna, it's legit. It's legit. And we're going to get you a safe house and your price range and everything. But, you know, if you don't have those family connections, you know, you know somebody who's going to check out the property for you. <laughs> that, yeah. to me, scares the crap out of me. But it is expensive to fly to go buy a house, you know, and then you got to fly back, close, sell on your old house, and then go back, mm-hmm. you know, then move. And move. I've had um, renters. When I was working in real estate and we would also deal with rental properties, renters would come. They would fly here um, a month or six months ahead of when they were going to 
move. And then they would check the neighborhoods out. And then we would try to lock in a property that would be available for when they came back or at least a neighborhood Mm -hmm. because they would find the right schools if they had kids and, you know, things like that. That's interesting. But I imagine nowadays, you know, because gas is so expensive. Fuel is How much is gas there now? Isn't it like five almost? It's four dollars something depending on where you get it. I'm surprised Costco hasn't opened up a gas station down there yet. Costco does. Oh, yeah, that's right. They do have it. Oh, I'm sorry. Costco, like Sam's Club. Those are going to be cheaper if you're military. Sometimes the military bases are a lot cheaper. Yeah, that's true. I remember gas being so expensive, but I didn't drive. Like, I didn't want to drive too much. It's amazing on tiny little islands how much gas you need to just drive. Well, around. it's so much stop and go. Yeah. Yeah. It's stop and I mean, go everywhere. Go. You're not going to go a mile. You need like five to 10 minutes per mile. Yeah. There's no 80 mile per hours getting to the other side of the island. It is no. 25 to 45. <laughs> there, there's like very short sections where it's 55. Right. 60. 60 is the shortest. I think I only saw 60 on the H3 freeway. Well, we did talk about like Hawaii traffic and like the speed limits and how limited they are. And that's, you know, a lot of people have to realize when they go there. My mom and I decided that we are actually going to drive to Florida for our vacation uh, in the future. We're not going to fly. Okay. Um, she thought, she goes, I think it would be a lot of fun. We're really good at driving. We are mm-hmm. actually very, we're like career drivers. We could drive forever. And um, so we're going to do that and we're going to stop along the way because we want to enjoy the time. Um, I've been actually pretty content just sort of hanging out and grilling a lot more mm-hmm. uh, we grilled some hamburgers and <laughs> they're so good i put a little truffle salt on them a little black you know black pepper mm-hmm. and a little bit of garlic powder oh, so good my so good and it's so quick it was like five minutes on the hot grill and it's just done you know what recipe you need to share is your steak recipe uh, i don't know about that that seems to be like a special thing. I think I actually have to send you the spices that I use because I don't think there's any way to like recreate it, describe it to you. Yeah. Okay. I think you really have to maybe one day like have me talking in your ear, like how to prep it and everything. Mm-hmm. But I can buy four premium one pound ribeyes each. Mm-hmm. So that's four pounds of ribeye for $50. But when I go to a restaurant, it's like fifty dollars for one hundred f- <laughs> or more. No, I mean more, the last yeah. time I went to have a fancy steak dinner, I paid one hundred and forty dollars a person. Mm-hmm. When I can make it at home, and it's probably better, and you're getting more steak because you yeah. never know how much the steak weighs when it comes out to you. You're like, it's always, all right. This is your sixteen ounce. Yeah, and then you always want it cooked perfect. Like everybody's unique, and you can say medium rare, and it'll always. It's, it's always, you know, you're praying, you're praying. You're like, please, please don't overcook it. Oh yeah. They always say cut into the middle of the steak. And every time I cut it, I'm like, it's a medium because the steak is still cooking. So however long you cook meat, you have to let it rest for the equal amount of time. So for me, when I want to get that perfect medium rare, I will cook it to about 125 Mm -hmm. or when I feel it. So this little meaty part of your hand. The under your right thumb. Here along, yeah. Under your thumb. That's a good feeling of a medium rare right there. Mm-hmm. 
they have that like they have that graphic on the internet you should download it yeah. to find out yeah. your steak cooking is like there's sections of your palm that you can touch to feel but you actually have to touch it with your hand you can't touch it with like the you know graspers that you're using or no. uh, spatula yeah. or whatever you have to actually touch it with your finger so i'll pull it off when it feels really squishy and i will let it rest mm-hmm. for pretty much equal amount of time for so for me i've figured out on my grill it's about eight minutes on each side with but if once you flip it with the butter yeah. the butter creates the flame so you get that char grilled on the outside it's called pittsburgh style and so that's that's my secret use some butter mm-hmm. flip it after the butter melts a little bit and boom flame 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 you are making me so hungry now we're gonna have to make your steaks i'm gonna have to make it over here you're gonna have to talk Woo! me through it talk me through talk it. you through it you video it yeah and I don't know if I'm going to just, like, give away all the secrets. I mean, Gordon Ramsay, he shows, like, I took the master class with him, mm-hmm. with Gordon. And, you know, he he uses a, what is that, cast iron skillet. So he just puts salt and pepper on the steak. He puts the olive oil, a little bit of olive oil. He throws it in, and he sears it so it's brown on the outside on all four sides. Yeah. So you hold the steak up, flip, 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 flip. Then you put butter, garlic, and rosemary or thyme. Mm-hmm. And then you tilt the pan and it's brown, right? And then you keep scooping the butter onto it. So you're basting it the whole time. And that's, you know, you cook for eight minutes or so. And then, pada, there's your steak mm-hmm. on a cast iron skillet. But I like it on the grill. Yeah. I'm like, give me give me that char. Give me that. Those carcinogens. Crusted outside. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, carcinogens are mostly from using charcoal. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm using a propane. And I don't like a Traeger grill. Mm-hmm. So if anybody ever tries to sell you a Traeger, you can't have it in Hawaii because it's too humid. Here in Texas, it'd be really hard too because the wood pellets that they use yeah. to feed that kind of burner, they get uh, moldy. Ew. And they stick. Yeah. Okay. Traegers, Traegers are not my forte. But give me a good gas grill or give me a good charcoal grill and I will grill you a steak. Yeah. You need a steak. You need a steak in your life. You need to go to Costco, look for the blue styrofoam, because that's the premium steaks. Get some good ribeye with marbling. Okay. Bring it back. And always cook your steak at room temp. Yes. Your steaks need to be out in room temp before you... Don't ever cook a cold steak. That was the dumbest thing that people do. I'm like, why are you doing that? Yeah. No, I actually learned that from my uncle. Family. Family are funny. I was going to talk about something, and now I forgot. Why is there poopy water in Houston? What happened? Where? I don't know. It was something that like a town? spill. Oh, yes. There was a chemical spill. Uh, I think it's a Dow chemical plant. And somehow the smell like drifted over to a water park called Splashtown. Mm, gross. But anyway, so there was a chemical spill. Uh, and I guess it, the smell, the, the fumes went over to a water park and a lot of people got sick. It was like sulfur dioxide with um was that like a rain thing because like bleach. too much rain no they just had a gas leak when we have a lot of rain in hawaii as much as they work on the sewer plants when it rains so much for some reason that stuff just leaks out into the ocean you know we've swam in that before i know. for races and stuff i know we've been in poo poo water and that's why we used to as soon as you get out of you're done swimming. You immediately go to a shower and you rinse with antibacterial soap and water. I'm so about cleanliness. I just bleh. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. You have to take care of your body. Your body has to stay healthy. Yeah. All you especially got. when you're swimming in poo poo water. Basically, the ocean is salty because all the fish and everything are pooping, peeing, and doing all kinds of weird expellations of their bodily fluids. Okay? And humans. And every time you drink it, just think about that. And humans let things out into the ocean, too. Um, on our I... last podcast, we talked a lot about which beaches had bathrooms. Yep. <laughs> and which ones you should go to, which ones you should avoid. Just because you want to have a really fun time at the beach. Um, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but there's a certain country that's expelling so much sewage and poop water mm -hmm. that they can see it from space Uh, in the water. Like poop. That is so nasty. I'm not going to say which country, but their fishing vessels are overdoing the dumping. Okay, but then I just watched this whole thing on Shark Week. uh, Oh, no. And about how sewage... Um, it has a lot of nutrients in it for plant life, right? Just like manure on the earth. Nitrogen. On yeah. the land. But sharks apparently are attracted to that. So here come the sharks. Here comes the poo-poo water. Yeah. Here come the sharkies. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they like poop water. That's kind of gross. And then we eat sharks. You know, have you ever had a shark um, so close that you could smell them? They smell like no. rubber. I don't know if I've they ever. smell like burnt tires. Do they? They do. I don't know why. I'm, like I've, I've. When did you have that? Because when you go fishing, sometimes they eat the thing, and then you have to like release them. It's usually the the babies, um, especially if yeah, you're in Kaneohe Bay, right? That's a that's a shark nursery for hammerheads. Um, yeah. There's probably other sharks in there too, um, but probably we've used to go fishing and then the hammerheads you have to like because they're little babies they're not so smart so you have to unpick them up and you have to take the hook out of their mouth but every every single and these are baby hammerheads that should they they haven't eaten a whole lot of terrible things but they smell like stink rubber tires shut up burnt rubber really i never even thought about that they don't they don't smell that great and then like even every so every time even other sharks that you know we've been i've gone paddling in kanye bay um yeah and they'll hit the boat and they're they're kind of high up (laughs) and you're like oh yeah they have this smell (laughs) they have that's weird they don't smell like is is that something they said on shark fish um no nobody's ever said that before can you google that because i need i need like more information onto why they stink. Are you sure? Look, this is from personal experience. This is just from personal experience. But they have a smell. Oh my gosh. They don't smell. They do you smell it like only when they come out of the water? Or do you, are you sure they're not excre- like excreting something kind of smell? I don't know. That's just my, my own personal experience. I have I don't know if I've ever told this on the podcast before, but when I was a yeah. child I wanted, I was out in Kaneohe Bay on the sandbar and I Uh think I was like, I don't know, I want to say maybe 12, 13. And I went out to, my dad had, we had our little tiny sailboat and he's out there scrubbing the the bottom of the boat. And there are 20 foot, um, like Cal 20s parked at the end. So meaning like they're 20 feet long, these hulls and there's two of them. And yeah. I'm walking out to because where they are is definitely the edge because they have long they have long keels so they can't come up onto the sand. And I don't know why I just yeah. didn't walk to the right or the left. I had to walk like this football length 
section, the furthest point away from my father to go see the edge of the sandbar. So I'm walking out there and as every, and the water is about, it's, it started at waist high, you know, and I'm oh, no. walking out there, I'm walking out what there and I would peek down where I saw these Cal 20s and there were people swimming, jumping off the boat and swimming just off to one side of it. But I would peek down to see how close I was to the edge every once in a while. And I had a, I had a mask on, a face mask. Oh, no. Sorry. Now I feel like I have to be more specific. This feels like a horror story, like the setup for a horror story. (laughs) So I see three hulls and I'm like, how can I see three hulls when I only see two boats on top? So I get closer and closer and closer. And eventually I am so close that I can see these people swimming on the right. They're loud. They're splashing. And I bend down under the water and I see two hulls and a shark that is the exact same size as these boats and first of all it's i can see its eye i can see its um what do you call like the gills and there's big scar slash marks on it oh no it's bruce <laughs> but it's bruce um, from jaws it did it had some really interesting scarring on it and it was just looking at me and i was like are you real you know and i stood up And then I went back down and it was still there. And I was like, I I know that my heart was racing, but I was frozen for so long just staring at this. I started to back up slowly, quietly, you know, like pretending (laughs) it's not going to hear me. I slowly back up and um, I'm trying to keep my cool. I just keep checking. It's still there. It's still there. Oh, no. But I mean, there was this time where we were just locked eyes. I was just staring at its eyeball. And um, after a shark week, you know, that memory was so etched and burned into my mind <laughs> that I, I am certain that the shape of the shark, uh, it was a great white because of the way the snout was its shape, right? Its face, mm-hmm. head. Anyway, so about, I don't know, 25 steps backward, I spin around and I start running (laughs) as fast as I can in the water. The water's getting higher now. Now it's up to my chest because the tide's coming in and I'm just like running. And as soon as I, I get like, and I'm still half a football length away from my you know 50 yards you know and I'm just like oh my god there's a shark and I start screaming and I get to my dad's boat him and my uncle they're like whatever uh they pull down the the rope ladder rope ladder this is the dumbest invention ever the hull of the boat is (laughs) you know it curves in so my first step on this rope ladder I immediately go upside down because the <laughs> ladder goes under the boat and I'm trying to crawl upside down and I'm so frantic. They just like, I'm like, there's a shark, there's a shark. And they just picked me up and threw me on the boat because they were tired of it. Yeah. But they're both trying to be really cool about it. And the next thing I know, they're like, you know what? This looks pretty good. I think we're done. <laughs> we picked up anchor. They Did they see it? Did they happen to see it? They never did. But I was like, it took a while and I'm just living with this for a while. You know, it haunts my dreams, you know, things like that for years. And I had um, some, I had done enough shark research to know that 
that couldn't have been possible because sharks are always moving. Sharks can't stop swimming. Mm-hmm. But its tail was moving, but it wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> and so for a long time, I was trying to play it off as it wasn't real, but it would come into my, my dreams and my memories every so often, and it would be as real as the day that it happened. So finally, I told this, um, she's a kahuna, and she said that was a shark god, and it allowed you to see it. And so and it didn't want to eat you. It didn't want to eat me. So just there was a Hawaiian shark god from there's lots of them. Like if you even watch Moana, Maui famously turns into a shark. Um, <laughs> I love when he does because he's wearing the little grass skirt. <laughs> he's like, he's like, am I? Did I do it? No. <laughs> but those, <laughs> but that story is based on Hawaiian mythology, and so I was like, oh, okay, so. She told me that this is potentially a family Amakua that was saying hello. Well, you could say a hello in a less threatening, scary way. It didn't How move. How big were the teeth? Oh. How big were the teeth? It, it had big teeth. I mean, it's a great white shark. Its mouth was open. It looked like it was breathing. There was water flowing through it. It's a little tail, but it wasn't moving towards me. It stayed exactly... Next to those boats. It was kind of smiling boats. at you, Mai. It was kind of know. smiling at you. I don't know. That's creepy. I, Can you imagine if you were in the water, though? Like, the, on the, you know, the boat swimming. on the other side? But I was, it, it would, I mean, to this day, I would be like, how come they never saw it? You know, there's this, like, video that I saw. And it's basically, like, somebody swimming. And they, like, look up. And they see, like, the island. And then they look down underwater. And they just see some fish. They look up again, and then there's the island, and then they look down, and there's this huge great white right in front of their face. Mm. Like, that would that would be frightening. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for sharing that story. <laughs> um, I was mesmerized the whole time. I was like, whoa, that's pretty intense. I have only seen, like, tiger sharks. I haven't seen a great white except when I did the shark diving, which was, like, not... Safe. Well, it was safe because you were in the cage. Mm-hmm. And then I've swam with barracudas, but I haven't swam with like open water, great white before. So, yeah, it's kind of frightening. I I don't know if they're normal to come here. You know what I'm more afraid of though are um, snakes, water snakes. <laughs> I don't think you guys have a lot of sea snakes there. I know that if you find a sea snake, they're very poisonous. They're very poisonous. Hawaii. That's that's why I would I'd be very scared of them. More afraid of the the eels, the moray eels, because they <laughs> scary teeth. Moray eels don't really. They're not aggressors though. Mm. They're more afraid of everything than, than anything else. Well, well, my thanks for sharing <laughs> that story because that one came out episode thirty. Um, 33 this is episode 33 well shucks i can't (laughs) believe we've made it to 33 already dang we're so grown up now time flies when you're having fun well i want to save some stories for next time so thank you for joining us it's been an absolute pleasure and it's so much fun to share stories and thank you Mai for sharing your amakua story that actually had me really like in it to win it because i love hearing (laughs) about creepy crawly things in the ocean the ocean's so deep it's so deep um, and it's and you just don't know you don't know what's underneath you no. like 
trying to decide whether you're its next tasty snack or not. So <laughs> stick to seaweed, please. Um, we don't taste that great. We're dark meat. Dark meat's not always that tender. So thanks for joining us for another episode of My Ties at Sunset. Please be sure to check us out at MyTiesAtSunset.com. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and anywhere else you listen to your favorite podcasts. And until we meet again, ahoy ho!